Hey guys, it's Ken here, and today you're listening to the Autism Experience Podcast. Hey guys, uh, it's Ken here for the Autism Experience. Um, I'm right outside right now. You know, my, my sister's recording and singing in, in the house, so I thought I'd just get out of here, get some fresh air, and mind the the dogs barking in the in the background you know this is pretty much the best spot for me to record so do bear with me but today i wanted to reflect on autism acceptance month especially because it's ending today and to be honest um i personally haven't been catching up as much you know i'm still kind of new to what's going on and i've just been very busy lately but I've been hearing a lot about talk about curing autism and all of that and just uh, controversies along that line and all I could say is that I personally don't think that a cure for autism is a really a worthwhile thing. I think that it's a really distraction from the real issues and that it's definitely a very wrong and problematic approach that ignores the experience of everyday autistic people because I believe that it is part of the natural order of of the world you know to have different neurotypes it's built into human nature it's natural and it's part of what makes life beautiful the diversity of the human mind and diversity of people so something like curing autism doesn't really help at all and really it's just an inappropriate and just disgusting way to really deal with that because I find that what people need more than anything is not fear mongering or this search for this hypothetical cure but love and support and and a caring and open hearted person what it takes and to be honest I'm kind of new to this whole advocacy thing I'm not I'm kind of have limited experience with the autism community I'm still trying to catch up with what's going on so if you guys are really interested in you know hearing more about pressing matters in the autism community and hear all kinds of autistic voices um, check out the hashtag actually autistic on Instagram Facebook wherever you go to get social media content because there's tons of great voices out there that really are out there and really speak out this better than I can. Voices like um, the Autisticats is one of them. Or any of you TikTok users, there's also Paige Lale. Um, and tons of others, for sure, though. I'm still trying to follow along, but there's definitely a lot. So do check that out. And I think that's pretty much everything that I have to cover. But uh, one more thing. I bet the question right now that I've been wondering about, I think maybe some of you are wondering about, is what does being an advocate for autism mean? What does that mean? Well, the truth is, I really don't know. Because if you were to ask that question to other people, they're going to give a different answer. And it really depends. And there are certain values, yes, that 
people should be beholden to. Like being open-minded, understanding, respectful, and all of that. It, it, it's really complicated and it's something that takes a lot of experience to figure out. And while I don't know that, I do know this for a fact. You know, when I was a kid, I wished at that I had someone to sort of mentor me and guide me through everyday struggles that I've been experiencing. You know, the burnout, the sensory overload, having trouble reading and writing, and finding acceptance in a world that sometimes discriminates against autistic people. And while I had a lot of role models, many of whom are not autistic, you know, that have kind of inspired me along the way, I, in the back of my mind, I still felt that it would be really nice to have an autist, actual autistic person to sort of look up to as a role model. Someone who's has been through the experiences that I've gone through. Someone who's been there, done that, and could guide me through it. Someone to sort of give me hope and remind me that just because I'm experiencing all these things, just because I have a disability, does not mean I'm incapable of success. And it was a tough road, you know, going from childhood to adulthood. And here I am, kind of, and here I'm now, just kind of reflecting on that. You know, right now I'm just trying to get through school, working on my grad degree, and work, really working to find my, my own happiness, wherever that may be. And in some ways, doing my best to see if I could provide that or help people get that in my own way. And I have sort of done that, though. Because I think being an advocate or supporting those in the autism community is not just about bringing attention to them, but also encouraging them, nurturing them, supporting them. You know, sometimes it's the things you do that leaves a lasting impression on them and can really affect, you know, how they see the world and how they go about things. Because it was about, well, it wasn't that long ago, say it was 2015 when I graduated from high school, that I decided to visit my special education teacher back in elementary school. I was feeling pretty good about myself to be able to graduate high school, and I wanted to go back and to show my gratitude to my special education teacher for, for all those years in elementary school, being that source of comfort for me as I dealt with bullying, um, no alienation, not having a lot of friends, not being able to read and write well, just being there for me when I, I need someone to, you know, to go to for comfort and support. So I remember going back into the classroom and visiting her, and I remember the first time she saw me, she didn't even recognize me right away because, you know, it has been many years since I've taken her class and I've changed physically, and I guess mentally, to the point where she couldn't quite recognize me. And so when I explained who I was, that I used to be her student, and I brought my mom along, who, you know, despite all those years, still looks the same. You know, she's still beautiful as always. My teacher immediately recognized me, and she was just amazed about how far I've gone, and 
It just gave her a glimmer of hope, though. It's almost as if I was some sort of, I was kind of one of the first few rare breed of students that actually go back and reach out to her. And I kind of noticed that too, the way she reacted. And so I remember we caught up and I talked to her, told her about how I'm doing. And she decided to kind of talk to me about why she reacted that way. Because before I came along, um, usually what would happen is that a lot of our former special education students, their parents would come back and they would pretty much <clears throat> unload and talk about how much of a struggle it is to raise an autistic child. And all, and all, a lot of it can be very depressing, especially when not a lot of families could afford therapy services or have, you know, our parents sometimes are working nine to five jobs where it's a point where they don't have time to take care of their kids. And it's just very taxing for them. And a lot of this stuff, you know, can be really depressing for a teacher who probably spending, you know, years and years just trying to make a difference, trying to help and support students the best of their ability, and sometimes feeling let down when you hear stories like these. You know, it leads you to sort of question yourself, like, did I do something wrong? Am I a bad teacher? It's that kind of side of the story that people don't always see, you know, when it comes to education. There's that side, there's that pressure internal pressure that teachers face internal and external that that sort of leaves them wondering like am I doing a good job enough am I doing things right and it's just terrifying though because if anything happens to a student sometimes you wonder if it's your fault that they ended up that way and my teacher ended up telling me all about that and so and after she told me about that she then went back to me and she said, you know, just seeing you just gives me a hope because you're, to me, you just remind me about how well I did as a teacher and I needed that in that moment. I needed that reminder that I could still do great for these students that I'm teaching. That no matter what happens, I can do this. And I remember being touched by it because this is just one of the rare times where I get that from a teacher and it really got me to really understand like what goes through the mind of a teacher you know as that because as a student all I saw was just play time go playground play with kids and all that I didn't get to see that psychological battle that sometimes teachers go through that mental stress and struggle that teachers go through just trying to deal with it all so it was a really enlightening experience so it was a nice way to kind of connect connect her that way and then after that um i remembered um she had a class in session so i got a chance to sort of sit down with the students and talk with them some of them were dyslexic and a couple of them were autistic and i remember in that moment when it was during class time when i forgot what it was but uh um, so I was sitting down and there was apparently another student from another class, a mainstream class, a regular class, as you might call it, decided to sit down and in, in the special education classroom. Apparently she has some tests to do or 
some kind of partnership, some kind of things you have to do for the classroom. And there's a moment when this autistic student had some sort of like um, sort of burnout, like a mental burnout. And I remember the the student was looking at her, at him like what like she was confused she didn't know what was going on and she was a little bit annoyed you know and the special education teacher immediately noticed her reaction and went up to her and said don't worry don't worry he is a smart kid he is a student like everybody else don't let that affect change how you look at him because he's still a human being at heart and it just reminded me about how really sad it is is that you know, really the importance of educating people about students' learning disabilities. Like, there are actually are a lot of students out there that, you know, don't know about students with learning disabilities. And if you, you don't educate these students about students with learning disabilities, about how it's important to be respectful of them and be understanding of them, you know, these students are more likely to believe things that are not true about autism and might even end up being bullies. So I thought it was a really, like, kind of really difficult thing to think of. But in a way, it's just kind of a reminder about how there's still a lot of work to be done to really bring attention to autism and learning disabilities and all of that. But I appreciate that, you know, there are people out there who are doing the good work and trying to bring awareness that and reminding people that, you know, to not be quick to judge people and to see them as people always and that it shouldn't take away from their ability to be successful. So that was a nice moment. And that same student, though, who had that burnout, um, I ended up actually sitting next to him, though. And I remember it was a really great experience, though, for that matter. And, and... I was sitting down and he was working on some homework um, apparently trying to spell and just seeing him working on that homework just gave me this flashback to when I was sitting in the same class in that exact same chair that he sat and struggling with the same thing too because part of the reason why I was in special education was not just because I was autistic and had all of these struggles with motor skills and all that it was also because I couldn't even read well or write well I kept failing these state exams for English and math and all of that. So I had to take these classes in order to build up my reading and writing skills. And I just thought about all those endless nights that me and my mom would spend just trying to get me to know how to add one plus one. And it was ridiculous, but it was possible. But I was able to overcome it. And I thought about that in that moment. And I just saw in that student a young version of me just going through the same thing that I was going through. So from there, I decided to help him out with his math and English homework. I, you know, encouraged him. I motivated him and I guided him, you know, with through the homework, you know. You know, I kind of nurtured him a little bit. I didn't really do the homework for him, but I sort of guided him and kind of gave positive feedback and sort of been encouraging him, you know, helping with his homework. And I did that for a couple of minutes and it turned out to be pretty positive. Like he was able to finish his homework on time 
and earn his right to, you know, be able to play on a computer and play some kids games, kid games. And I thought that was pretty great. And I remember when I, after we, we started, he was finished with his homework, he just gave me this smile and, <laughs> and I just smiled back and I thought it was really nice. Like he liked that I was there. <laughs> that was really amazing. But anyway, um, after that, we just I just end up spending the rest of the day just sitting down with the students and catching up with fellow teachers that I've met in elementary school. Then, and then it was around the end of the day when school was about to be out that um, I think it was time to leave. You know, the kids are out of the class, are about to go home, I think, or something like that. And and the state that same student that I helped, um, apparently his mom came to see him, and. Um, but and she was waiting outside the classroom but before he went out to you know see his mom he told me to wait okay he told me to wait and and I waited and what he did was um, he pulled out this drawing that he had and he showed it to me and he told me that I could have it I was like okay thank you and I looked down and on this drawing was a picture of me as a superhero, you know, fighting bad guys or something like that. And I was just stunned. Like this autistic student saw me as a hero, you know, just for helping with his homework and just being a patient, you know, kind person. In some ways, I was kind of a role model because it was just recently that a student was just giving this dirty look, like sort of making it clear to him that he's different and which probably startled him a little bit. And there I was just sitting there encouraging him and motivating him to do his homework and helping out with it. And he appreciated that. And I just remember feeling good because I just wished I had this, you know, when I was a kid. I wish I had, you know, opportunity to meet an autistic adult, you know, who's gone through it all. Someone I could look up to. And while I didn't get that chance growing up, I was able to make up for it by being that person for someone. You know, and it was just brilliant. Just the fact that just me being there just really changed his day, really made his day. And, and I have the drawing, by the way. It's somewhere in my house. I want to preserve it. You know, don't let it get all, you know, wrinkled or damaged. But yeah, it was really great. And it was when I really got an understanding of what I could do and, you know, what is really means to you know, support those in the autism community and what people really need, you know? Yeah, and so yeah, that, that was what happened. And I remember leaving school campus just feeling great about it and telling myself that I may not know what he's going through right now growing up. And I don't know how well he's doing right now, but I do hope that it meant something to him that he's doing well and that you know and that me being there and helping him really meant a lot to him really mean a lot something to him and really had an impact on him you know because while I don't know I have complete and utter faith that he's doing well right now and it's because of students like him that I 
became a volunteer. I decided to look into doing community service and he was sort of one of my main sources of inspiration for even starting on Instagram like this to share my experiences about being an autistic adult and all of that. And to really get involved in all of this and start a podcast, you know, because I think what people need right now is someone who listens, someone who doesn't judge, someone who listens and understands and is there for them, you know, listening with empathy, with compassion, and most importantly, with love. Because that's, I think, what means to be an advocate. You know, that love part is very important. And I think that's one form of advocacy that is highly valuable for many autistic kids right now growing up, or even the next generation of autistic kids. Just that. Because by just being there, we're not just giving them support and love and encouragement. We're also, in some ways, you know, as autistic adults, we're kind of giving them hope. A reminder that a disability, you know, can't, you know, can't, does not, you know, determine whether or not you are successful or not. Because I think that success is possible. And while we may not be able to control everything in our lives, we can't control what we do about it. Yeah. And the more we focus on that and focus on not this fear-mongering and all of that, but actually listening to people and really giving our every ounce of our energy to listen, to support, and encourage them. When we do those things, that is the moment that advocacy wins. Not just win, but help to create a more inclusive and friendly world for all. Thank you guys for listening, watching, and I hope you guys have a great day. Take care. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast. If you guys like this channel, check out and subscribe to it on YouTube, Spotify, wherever you guys get your podcasts. For social media, you can follow my Instagram account at The Autism Experience. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more from The Autism Experience.